This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thanks, Sid. I'm Donna Chavis, and I'm glad you've joined us for Messianic Vision today. Now, many of you will recognize our guest today because she's been on It's Supernatural with Sid Roth on several occasions. Many people believe that there's a difference between encountering the glory realm and engaging in spiritual warfare. But our guest says that God has called us to experience both. And our guest today calls it glory warfare. What is that? Well, we're about to find out. Please welcome Becca Greenwood. Hi, Becca. Hi, Donna. It's so great to be back with you on the show, and I'm so honored to be with you all and to be with all of the guests that will be listening uh, to the show. So thank you for having me. You are so welcome. And you know what? I love what you just said when you called our listeners our guests because they are. We invite you in, everyone that's listening, to be our guest as we just minister and hear this great message today. I just, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that, and I love it. So anyway, welcome. Becca, you got a powerful revelation about what you call glory warfare. Explain that to us. Yes. Well, you know, um, what many people in the body of Christ will think, just like what you said, Donna, that, you know, we all believe in the glory realm encounters and God wants us to have those. And, you know, then there are those that, you know, we need to engage in warfare and some think that they're, they're either or. And, yes. I, but I say that they're both and, and that the Lord wants us to experience, uh, wants to experience his realm, going into the glory realm to encounter him him in the throne room. And then what happens is in that glory realm, when we begin to relate to him, when we're abiding with him, Donna, he will begin to speak to us assignments that he has given us. And many times they are warfare assignments, maybe mm-hmm. praying for a family member to be set free for ourselves, praying for our city, praying for our nation. Yes. And one thing that I love to tell people is when God gives us the assignment, we know that we know that we're going to have the victory because we're not fighting uh, for victory. We're fighting from victory. Jesus already appropriated it. And Donna, just as we were speaking earlier before the interview, when we are anointed in the glory realm and the Lord speaks to us a glory warfare assignment, there's no defeat in the glory. There's only victory. Yes, yes. And you told us, uh, Becca, that operating in that glory warfare uh, realm that you actually receive strategies. So that way you're not just moving in blindly and just like praying, 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 but you, you have received revelation strategies so that you know that, that you have the authority and that you have the victory in the battle. Wow. How powerful. 
That's exactly right. And what what happens is when we know that it's our assignment that the Lord's giving it to us, sometimes what happens, Donna, is we wear ourselves out. Mm -hmm. And we start praying through everything from our human thinking, from our human thoughts. But really what, what happens is when we hear the Lord and He's imparting the strategy, God is a strategist. Yes. And He will impart the strategies to us to see victory. He'll give us the creative ideas. He'll, he knows better what the, the open door is in that person's life that we're praying for victory than we do, or sometimes even than they do. And so we can pray and we can hear from him when we're praying for a city, when we're praying for our nations. And, you know, the glory, I just, you know, the glory, because I want to just give that definition just a little bit uh, as we're at the beginning of this, because glory is the atmosphere of heaven. If we are in Jesus's presence, we are in the atmosphere of glory. And God wants us, Jesus wants us to encounter him in that glory realm and bring it and release it here on earth for breakthrough. Yes. And when we encounter him in that glory, that Hebrew word is kabod. And many people have heard that, but what does that mean? And it means that there's a splendor, there's a favor, there's wisdom that comes when we're in the glory. It means honor. You know, one of my favorite things I love to say, Donna, about honor is honor unlocks the glory. Mm-hmm. When we honor the Lord, when we reverence the Lord, when we are honoring Him, when we're worshiping Him and glorifying Him, Honor takes us worshiping him into that realm to encounter him, and it unlocks the glory. It also means wealth, not just prosperity. And there's testimonies where we see where people broke out of poverty into prosperity through glory warfare, assignments that the Lord showed them in that glory realm. But it even means wealth in our inner person. It means wealth in our spirit and in our thoughts. It also means a manifestation of power. These, These are all things that when we encounter Jesus in the glory realm, that, that are, in, are part of us. They're, they're in us because we have Jesus and the Holy Spirit in us, but it's like when we're with him in those glory realm encounters, it activates in us. It's like we're alive to it. We know that we know that we know it. Yes. And we have glorious presence. You're in his glorious presence. We carry that glorious presence. And from that place of abiding in that glorious presence, Something rises up in us. Literally, this word glory means we then become rulers, men and women of high rank and ones who govern with him. Isn't that powerful? (laughs) Yes, it is. And I have been studying this message for the past few weeks and preparing for this program. And uh, as you know, before we even started the program, I wish everyone had already been listening. There was such a presence, such a presence today. It was just amazing. And you even have a scripture, Rebecca, that, that you like, that you call your glory warfare prophetic promise. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's Isaiah 60, and when the Lord took me to this, I would have thought, who would have thought this is really uh, a, a warfare scripture? And it's Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 4, and it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples, but the Lord shall rise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. And what does that mean? When his glory rises upon us and it's seen 
on us. This is what I love this. When it is seen on us and it rises on us, it literally means that we're saturated in it, that it it goes with us, that we're anointed in it. But it also means that we are rising up, just like what I said, uh, from that place of his glorious presence. Mm -hmm. And when we rise up, it literally means that we, when it's seen on us, we will have an encounter with a military head prior to a victory in battle against that adversary. (laughs) Isn't that incredible? So when we arise and shine, it's like something just happens, and we carry that in us. You know, there are times, Donna, that even when I travel and I'm, like in the airport or walking, and there have been times even sitting like in, a, in an airport restaurant and a young man sitting right next to me, and he was in the New Age and the occult, and he turned and he looked at me and, I, and he said, oh, what is, that, what is that presence around you? you? What is that? And he was using the term aura, aura. you know, in his New Age, and, mm-hmm. and he said, it's so beautiful. It feels so warm and and I turned to him and I said, oh, it's Jesus. And he goes, oh, well, I, I, I meditate. I, I do New Age meditation and I meditate to different deities. And he said, and I've just come out of two weeks of doing that, but I don't have what you have. Even that presence of that glory of the Lord caused him to begin questioning the demonic realm he had been tapping into. And, you know, and we were able to pray for him. So there's something that happens when we rise up from this place and we are encountering him in that glory realm where darkness begins, people take notice, and darkness begins to take notice. Yes. And when we begin to speak out and prophesy what he has shown us to do in that glory realm, darkness flees. We have seen it over and over and over again. So I really, all the listeners, because we keep talking about the glory realm, and we talk about in glory, glory encounters. And some people, Donna, might be saying, that's just for Donna. That's just for Sid. That's just for Becca Greenwood. No, it's for every believer. Right. And he wants each of us to come into those encounters with him that literally will be transformational and it becomes a defining moment in our lives. And so I, I, I tell people, you know, they'll say, how, how can I encounter him in that glory realm? And, you know, we, we mentioned this in the book and we were talking about it. We want to abide with him. And one thing this word abide means, though some people think that means reading the word, that means knowing the word, absolutely. But also it means that we come into a place to dwell with him to continue with him, where we don't depart, and we get that revelation and discernment and strategies. And people are like, how can I come out of, you know, this place of my thoughts and my flesh to encounter him in that glory realm? And I always tell people, worship him. Yes. Set aside time to be with him. Put cell phones away. Put everything away that's going to distract you. And set aside time to to begin to worship him, to glorify him, to magnify him, welcome the Holy Spirit to come. And he's always faithful. He will come. And when we set aside that time to be Mm -hmm. with him and we praise and we thank him for who he is and we worship him, our voice becomes the greatest instrument given to us to begin to encounter him. And he loves 
for us to encounter him. He wants to have encounters with us. He wants us to come into his throne room in that glory even more than we want to get yes. ourselves. Yes, yes, that's so true. Now, I know a lot of people have heard the term spiritual warfare, but not not necessarily the way we're talking about today, this glory warfare realm. Um, define for us, what is your definition, Becca, of spiritual warfare? Spiritual warfare is a power confrontation in the invisible realm between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And lots of times when we talk about that, people begin to get a little hesitant and they yeah. don't want to involve themselves. Wait, wait, wait. I want to love Jesus, you know, which is great. We do. But I don't want anything to do with warfare. And I, people will say that to me a lot. And my response to them will be, well, how long have you been a Christian? Are you a believer? Well, yes, 15, 10 20 years, and I'm like, well, it's too late. (laughs) Once we're saved, we are enrolled in the most powerful army of the universe, and it's time that we act like it. Jesus has never left us to battle alone, ever. And some might not be looking for a battle, and they even believe that the battle is real, but it really is real. There really is a battle. It has been going on long before we were ever born. Right. And we ever showed up, even in this earth realm. And, you know, and it doesn't really, the the reality of the spirit realm really doesn't depend on our belief in or our lack of belief in its existence. It's real. And this is something that I always tell people. I I have no clue how electricity works. Yes, me neither. But when I turn that switch on, the light comes on. I, I can type an email. I, I still don't get this. And, and you know, and, and I can be talking to my friend in Scotland and say, hey, can you send me this? And I'll type the email. And within 20 seconds, however, a thousand miles away, all of those words appear on her computer screen. I don't see them yes. floating through the atmosphere, but it's real and they get there. It's and real. The spirit mm. realm is more real than the physical realm because it's eternal. And so we have to understand of his existence and and that it's not something that we have to be afraid of. It's, we are fighting, like we said earlier, we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. And I just want to say that again. We are not fighting for victory. We're fighting from victory. Jesus already appropriated and won the victory on the cross and his resurrection. Yes. We now get to appropriate that in our lives. Yes, and that is so powerful and positive. I know, you know, years ago when I was first saved, and I'm like, no, I don't want to talk about demons. I don't want to talk about anything that I've got to war against or for, whatever. But this message, Becca, we're not fighting for victory. We're fighting for from victory. That is so powerful. I just, I, I can't say enough about it. And I know there's some people that will go, no, 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 no. I'm a lover, not a fighter. What do you say to them? Oh, and I really was seeking the Lord over that, Donna, because this is how we have always operated. And I'm obviously an intercessor prophet, warfare intercessor when you read the book. But what I'm teaching in this book is always how we have operated. And, but I'm like, Lord, you're going to have to help me, help me, Lord, uh, bridge this gap in a way that people can really understand. And Greg and I were on, a, on, the, a way to, on our way to Scotland and, uh, about a year and a half ago, and, and the Lord started speaking to me. We're walking through the airport, and I instantly just stopped and 
grabbed my cell phone and started typing out in the memo what he was saying. And this is what he said to me, because I'd really been in intercession early that morning. And he said, Becca, the greatest lovers make the greatest warriors because they have a cause to fight from and to fight for. Wow. Isn't that powerful? Yes. Again, the greatest lovers make the greatest warriors because they have a cause to fight from and to fight for. It's like what David said, is there not a cause? Why? Because he was a worshiper. He knew the Lord. He loved the Lord. And his heart was ignited on fire with the cause to see people, God's people set free. Yes. Well, let's stop right there. Um, as I said, Becca has been uh, with Sid on its Supernatural several times, and there's a reason for that. It's because it's always fresh and powerful revelation that, that Becca always brings to us. So Sid and I want to encourage you to get Becca's brand new book called Glory Warfare, and she's also prepared an exclusive audio teaching series for you as well. So don't miss out on that. When we come back, we're going to talk to Becca about being assigned for victory. Well, I don't know about you, but I sure like the sound of that. So we will be right back. Don't go away. Call now to get Rebecca Greenwood's brand new book, Glory Warfare, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Glory Warfare Strategies, plus her Glory Warfare Prophetic Promise Bookmark. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9586. Rebecca Greenwood's brand new book, Glory Warfare, offers a powerful revelation on waging spiritual warfare from the place of triumph in the manifest presence of God's glory realm. You will understand that in the glory presence of God, you will receive God's assignments and directives. Rebecca will show you how to enter the glory realm of God. Pray, prophesy, and engage in spiritual battle from the glory realm. Activate warfare weapons, the power of worship, prophetic decrees, and the roar of the Lion of Judah. Use Jesus' keys of authority to bind the forces of darkness from the people, places, regions, industries, and geographies they occupy. You will also receive Rebecca's three-part audio CD teaching, Glory Warfare Strategies. Through this series, Rebecca exposes the enemy's tools and tactics and explains how consistent strategic warfare prayer will enable you to achieve more spiritual victories. On CD number one, you will learn how to fight from victory. On CD number two, Rebecca teaches you how to identify and break hindrances and the spirit of delay in your life. On CD number three, you will learn how to rise up and take your kingdom inheritance. At the end of every audio CD, Rebecca offers powerful prayers for you. Prayers to break word curses, wrongful judgments, breaking off spirits of infirmity, slumber, apathy, and regret, and to activate the spiritual gifts within you. You will also receive this bonus Glory Warfare Prophetic Promise bookmark that will help remind you that God's glory presence is shining upon you and flowing through you. Don't miss out on getting Rebecca Greenwood's brand new book, Glory Warfare, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Glory Warfare Strategies, plus her Glory Warfare Prophetic Promise bookmark. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9586. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural. P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina 28278. Please specify offer number 9586 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. 
Well, welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis, and I'm here with Becca Greenwood today. Becca, you and your husband felt an assignment. We've been talking about an assignment last year in another country, for another country. Yes, you know, we were talking about having these, you know, glory encounters with the Lord, and the Lord began speaking to me that we needed to lead a team into Germany. So we took a team into Ingolstadt, Bavaria, and we spent many hours in intercession before we went, and then the Lord would speak to us prophetically, and then we would also begin to research, which was confirming to us what the Lord was saying to us in this assignment that He had given us, because we don't just say, oh, I'm going to get on the plane and go to that nation yes. and start dealing with this issue. I I have to hear the Lord. I Literally, I will not go into this type of assignment until I have heard the Lord on it, because that's when I know this is our assignment, and we are are assured the victory. And so this was an area that had been steeped in occult practices. There had been a lot of death and bloodshed. Uh, And I'm not taking sides either way. It's just true historically between the Protestants and Catholics back in the Reformation time. And and there was a lot of occult practices that had come out of this region, not only that influenced Germany, but even ideologies throughout the world. Mm -hmm. So the Lord told us that we were to go and we were to pray to break that occult power. And so we were obedient. We went in the time that the Lord told us to. Some, and we should have known this. Why, I don't know. But we actually ended up in this, it went, and it is a surprise moment when we were in this one location, and we actually ended up in this area uh, where the man that had countered the Reformation movement and really spoken out against it and even wanted to take the activity of the Holy Spirit out of the church, we were where he was buried, and we were there in the 500th year anniversary of the Reformation. And so we, we knew, wow, Lord, there's something that we need to pray into this as well. And so after we went on our history tour, the Lord told us to go back the next day. So we went and prayed where this gentleman was buried. I don't know why we hadn't put two and two together, but we were there on the day praying in this location where all activity of the Holy Spirit had been removed from the church, been spoke about, we're going to remove it, we don't believe in it. We were there on Pentecost Day, <laughs> yes, and we prayed, and we began to pray, and we began to worship the Lord, and we broke all the power of death, all the power of a cult that had happened in that region, and then the Lord told us to go to another location where they had actually been studying and really debating all of this activity of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't real. So we go into this location, and it's the 500th year anniversary of the Reformation on Pentecost Sunday. (laughs) And while we were there, there was a gentleman there by the name of Klaus, the caretaker, which means the people's victory. And when we were there, the Lord um, told me, because I used trained to sing opera, and I noticed that on the platform that they were going to be having a classical program that Saturday someone was singing. And I and Klaus spoke broken English, and I said, Klaus, uh, I sing, I sing, and he understood that. Becca, I'm going to stop you right there, and I'm just going to say, okay, who else knows that Becca trained classically to sing? <laughs> 
I did not know that about you. You've been holding out on us, Becca. I did. I did. Yes, I did. I can sing opera. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, anyway, if anybody else knows that, then you were more informed than me. But anyway, <laughs> our sound engineer, Paul, raised his hand, and he said that he knew that. So. I knew that. Okay. okay, so you saw this sign that said, uh, if you want to sing, you know, let us know. And you said, I want to sing. I want to sing. So <laughs> I went up on the platform and I started singing an aria in German and just two or three lines. And, and God moves in mysterious ways. The Holy Spirit fell. And so powerfully, then I went into Amazing Grace, a cappella, and by the time I was done, Klaus is sweating profusely. He is laughing hysterically, and I and he said, "Oh, oh, hot, 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 oh, ha, ha, ha!" And uh, and I walked over to him. I said, "It's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Jesus. I see Jesus. Wonderful. Jesus. Wonderful. So right there in the location where they studied and argued the activity of the Holy Spirit and removed it out of the belief of the Church of the activity of the Holy Spirit right there on the 500th year anniversary of the Reformation on Pentecost Sunday, Klaus got saved in Spiritville. My. <laughs> Say it, go God, right? Yes, yes. Now, what difference did operating in what you're calling glory warfare, what difference did that make in this type of a situation? Because you are carrying the anointing, you're carrying the sound of the kingdom, you're carrying the presence of the Lord when we go in. And, and I tell people this, the enemy knows, and those things that the Lord has sent you there to declare victory over, to defeat those structures, and to declare victory over, they know those who are anointed in the glory realm for an yes. assignment. You were assigned for victory in that situation. Yes. That's right. And we are not anointed in that glory for defeat. We are anointed Ooh. that no matter what the cost, we will move forward in a resolve because there's going to be victory. Mm -hmm. There's no defeat when you're anointed in that glory realm. We have seen this over and over and over again, Donna, where doors just open. The Lord gets us at the right place at the right time because we're in the assignment. We know that it's ours, and we're not alone. The Lord, he's with us. The anointing is with us. Yes. The presence, the angels are with us. And if it's okay, like, let's look at David, right? A yes. scriptural example yes. of this. David knew slaying Goliath was his assignment, and he knew that the battle was ordained by God, and he made sure everyone, even including Goliath, the enemy, knew that this battle was assigned to him by God. And he literally, I'm going to make it in Becca Greenwood vernacular, <laughs> but when Goliath was mocking the Lord and the men of Israel, he's like, we can take him, and he knew that he knew it was his and so much so, it was like he rose up and he said, challenge accepted. I am going to step in. And he ran fearlessly and boldly into that battle, not even against a giant, which was like significant enough in its own, but against a whole culture that had been the enemy of Israel. Yes. I get Jesus bumps, not goosebumps. You know what? I just started to say that. We, we've been feeling that since the beginning of this show, but when you were talking about running fearlessly and boldly into battle, knowing that the victory is yours, I felt the same thing. 
I know, my, like even now saying it, and, and, you know, people will say, well, David said the battle is the Lord's. Yes, he was prophesying out loud, dedicating it to the Lord, and he was declaring, he was declaring to the, the army of Israel, the children of Israel, but he was declaring to Goliath and the Philistines, we got it, the battle is the Lord's, he's given it to us, and you're coming down today, you will be defeated. And he took that slingshot, and he swung it around and hit him dead center in the forehead, and I mean, it's kind of gory, he went over and cut his head off, I'm yes. saying, but I, the reality is, and then we know that the Philistine army fled, the, Israel, the army of Israel chased after them and defeated them that day. Here's the key. When you know that you know you're anointed in that glory realm for an assignment, and it's your assignment, you overlook your own limitations yes. in the lies of the enemy. And just like David did, you believe in the vastness of God in you more than anything the enemy has spoken to you in your own limitations. And you move forward and you see victory come. God is so much bigger than any lie of the enemy. And David, at that moment, knew that he would have the victory and the vastness of God in him for the assignment would be realized. And that's so awesome when we see that over and over and over again. It's almost like, Donna, you wake up and when the Lord speaks an assignment, and it's not that it's not work, you've got to prepare to go, but there's an excitement and an expectation. It's almost like, oh, Greg and I will say, oh, wow, God's speaking this assignment. What's going to happen? Yes, an excitement, yes, like you said. And it's not like he denied his age or his physical limitations or that they were ridiculing him. He wasn't denying any of those facts. It's just that he knew that was his assignment and that victory was his. How many people are listening to you today, (laughs) Becca, that have in some way or another been ridiculed? They've been... um, looking at their age, whether it's too young or too old, or their physical limitations, or uh, not knowing what God has for them. How many people are there out there that have felt that same way? Oh, numerous people, many, many, many people. And I just really want to encourage our listeners that are that are here uh, with us today in this conversation. And I just, I really want to encourage you that God is so much bigger than any place where circumstances, ridicule, or the enemy has tried to limit you. And so you, and so my prayer for all of you is that even as we're talking, that there'll be this expectation that stirs, because if this expectation stirs and a hunger stirs, listen, it doesn't matter your age, you're never too young. Moses was 80. Even if you've tried and you've tried to move forward and you're like, wow, I tried to move forward and I did assignments that I was just thinking it just needed to be done and I hadn't heard the Lord, that's okay. You can do it. You, we can start now and we can begin to move forward now. Don't ever allow the enemy to hold past failures or regrets over your head or even times now where you're thinking, wow, the Lord asked me to move forward and I didn't do it. Well, that's okay. Go before the Lord and say, here I am, Lord. I'm ready. Use me. He is raising up a powerful army in this day and time. And 
He's raising us up. And we even talk about this some, you know, in the book of that we're the church, but, you know, that real word is the ecclesia, which mm-hmm. literally means like we're called out ones. We're an assembly. We come together. That's awesome. We should come together corporately. But when we come together, we receive a strength and we we're corporately together in his presence and he sends us out. And just like what happened during that day and time when Jesus was talking to the church and saying, I, you know, upon this church, I will build, upon this revelation, I will build my church. Upon this rock, upon this revelation, I will build my church. And that word there was really ecclesia. And during that time, and the culture when Jesus was alive, they understood that word because Greeks and Romans would move into a culture and they would be like a military task force or a Senate legislative body in order to make that city or region that they went into appear Greek or Roman. So when Jesus was saying, upon this rock, I will build my church, my ecclesia, he was saying that to the disciples and to the church so we would know, ah, we're the kingdom of God. He wants us to take out what he has given us. And Donna, I want all of our listeners, all of our friends that are listening to know this. He has called all of us to be a part of what he is doing in this historic time in history. And everyone's assignments might not be the same, but if you will encounter him, he will begin to speak to you in ways that you know that you know what your assignments are, and he will anoint you to carry out those assignments. Yes, yes. Wow, that is so, so good, Becca. I wanted to ask you about this story that you tell um, about a little town called Philadelphia, Mississippi. Absolutely. Well, this was the city where the Ku Klux Klan killed the civil rights workers in 1964. And so, um, you know, and there was a group of intercessors that uh, for two years the Lord told them to fast and pray and to stay on one day a week and to stand on those murder sites. And they did that for two years asking for justice. And on the 40th anniversary, Edgar Ray Killens, who was the head of the Ku Klux Klan, who had issued that decree in 64, 40 years later was arrested on the 41st anniversary. Justice came, and he received two life sentences for issuing that decree that those three civil rights workers, that they be killed, which was a horrible thing that happened in the history of the, of the U.S. Right. And the Lord had me come and start partnering with them. They, st- they, they contacted me and said, we just did this. Can you come teach us how to do this more? We, want, we don't know what we just did. We were just obedient, and we want to learn how to do this more. So I started going in and partnering with them. Since that time, there's been an African-American mayor elected in that city twice, which is huge, yes. uh, since ha- has happened since 2009. This is also home of the Choctaw, uh, the Mississippi Band of Choctaw Indians. Becca, let me make this point real quick right here. When you said you were partnering and teaching them, you were teaching them to understand strategic glory warfare. That's what they were asking for. That's what they were asking for. And they wanted to see more breakthrough. They wanted to see people set free in their regions. They wanted to see a move of God begin to break out in their region. Mm-hmm. So I went in and began to train them. And when I began went in to train them, the Lord gave me a vision. Uh, I had really been spending a lot of time in intercession 
and the Lord gave me a very specific vision. And we did a prayer assignment based off the prophetic vision that the Lord was showing me in the glory realm in worship at the first service that night. And the Lord told us to go out and to engage in this warfare assignment. And when we did, what was so amazing is we saw things totally begin to turn for the Choctaw there in Mississippi. And there was a righteous woman, loves the Lord, who ran for chief and of, of her tribe as a result of this prayer assignment. And as a result, uh, a corrupt chief <laughs> was defeated. A righteous chief was brought in. Their economy is thriving. Uh, even when the economy fell for the rest of the U.S., not for them, the economy kept increasing. I gave her a prophetic word that the Lord would give her seven uh, businesses to see the Choctaw began to even prosper more. She has launched those businesses. God's moving among the people. It has been incredible what the Lord has done. And what was so amazing about this assignment is my husband, Greg, is Chickasaw. And the vision that the Lord was giving me in that prophetic realm that night that we needed to pray to deal with the root of how division and covenant breaking had come into that region yes. was how a spirit became in between the Choctaw and the Chickasaw. And so the Lord had us gather that night at a very strategic location. And what's amazing is it was out in the boonies in the middle of nowhere. Our cell phones didn't work. Greg wasn't with me. We were going to call him on the cell phone. When we got out there, X, no service whatsoever on anyone's cell phones. And they said, what do we do? I said, I don't, God put this assignment together. I'm dialing our home phone number in faith. And when I did, we, could, we couldn't even hear me when I was hitting the buttons on my cell phone because there was no service. We didn't hear it ring, nothing. All of a sudden, after two seconds after I dialed the number in faith, Greg's voice came over my cell phone on speakerphone, it's clear, like is what we're talking right now, clear as a bell, as we say in the South. And he said, hey, are you guys there and ready to pray? Let's get the show on the road. And the whole group went, whoa. <laughs> and so, and that's what I'm saying. When it's anointed in the glory yes. realm and you're at the right place at the right time on assignment, God will make sure that everything happens in order for that assignment to be completed and for the victory to come. And he repented. They repented. Chickasaw to Choctaw. And when they did, out of my mouth came this prophetic word that the true apostolic prophetic of the Choctaw would come forth. And as a result, this is when uh, this woman began to run for chief for the Choctaw, and she's won. She's now in her second term. And the story, even eight years later, Donna, continues to unfold of the miracles that God is doing. And this had been decades and decades, Becca, that these strongholds had held this area. Yes, decades. I mean, that that had happened in the back. They were saying, you know, when I asked them and I shared the vision with them, they were even so surprised, Donna, when I shared the vision with the Choctaw. They were like, the Lord's showing you that. And I said, yes. And I even saw the demonic entity that came mm. between the two brothers, saw it very plainly in the vision. Yes. And the Lord says, it's time for her to be defeated. Yes. And wow. 
this entity, and I described it to them. And Native Americans, First Nations people are very prophetic. And so they said, yes, we know exactly what you're talking about, and the Lord showed that to you. And so we knew that we knew it was time for that to be defeated, and it's amazing. Many, many years ago, I asked them how long ago that had happened, and um, it was it was like late 1700s, uh, or, you know, early 1800s when that division. So we're talking centuries now. This yes. Oh my goodness! Wow. And this this stronghold was broken. You went into prayer. You knew your assignment, and this stronghold was broken through this intercessory glory warfare yes. and this miraculous telephone call that came through. So yes. once that was broken, what happened to the telephone call? Oh, <laughs> oh you know, the story is so long. It's like, it's so good. We, <laughs> I know. I, I set you up for that one, but I just love I love this part. We finished praying. As soon as we finished praying, and the last word came out of my mouth from that prophetic word that the apostolic prophetic of the Choctaw would come forward, my cell phone went dead. And I could not reach Greg again until we were 10 minutes away from that country location that we were at. I mean, it, it, was, the, it was so supernatural the whole night, and it was historic. All of us that were there together that night that prayed from across that region, our hearts, Donna are so knit together yes. because we knew God had us on a history shaping, healing the land, healing a people assignment, and we watched incredible victory unfold. And uh, it's just amazing. It makes me almost start to weep. Uh, you you lay in bed after on a night like that and seeing God move so powerfully, and then She's now running for chief and seeing her win and watching the victory, even to where Forbes magazine has written about her and that she's such a key historic leader at this time. And you you, you lay in bed at night and you're like, God, you're so amazing. Yes. It's like you're living the book of Acts. Yes. Well, we're going to need to take a quick break. That is amazing. Let me remind you that Sid's going to be here right at the end of this program to tell you how you can get Becca's brand new book, Glory Warfare, and her exclusive audio teaching series today. Now, I know we've talked a lot about nations and government, but you're also going to find that you can contend for personal matters, too, from this place of triumph called Glory Warfare. Stay with us. Rebecca Greenwood has been given the hidden keys to defeat the enemy and bring victory in every area of your life. Many of you are fighting life's battles whether it's in your marriage, with your children, your job, your finances, your ministry, fighting, fighting, fighting. But you're like a prize fighter that goes into the ring and you have one arm tied behind your back and you keep losing. Well, God wants to untie your arm, give you a strategy that it'll be rigged. You'll win every time. <laughs> Every time you'll win. Call now to get Rebecca Greenwood's brand new book, Glory Warfare, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Glory Warfare Strategies, plus her Glory Warfare Prophetic Promise Bookmark. This is an exclusive offer for our rich supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9586. Rebecca Greenwood's brand new book, Glory Warfare, offers a powerful revelation on waging spiritual warfare from the place of triumph. 
in the manifest presence of God's glory realm. You will understand that in the glory presence of God, you will receive God's assignments and directives to help you overcome the specific challenges you are facing. Rebecca will show you how to enter the glory realm of God, pray, prophesy, and engage in spiritual battle from the glory realm. Activate warfare weapons, the power of worship, prophetic decrees, and the roar of the Lion of Judah. Use Jesus' keys of authority to bind the forces of darkness from the people, places, regions, industries, and geographies they occupy. You will also receive Rebecca's three-part audio CD teaching, Glory Warfare Strategies. Through this series, Rebecca exposes the enemy's tools and tactics and explains how consistent strategic warfare prayer will enable you to achieve more spiritual victories. On CD number one, enter the glory realm. You will learn how to fight from victory, how to be both a lover and a warrior. On CD number two, enrolled in the most powerful army in the universe, Rebecca teaches you how to identify and break hindrances and the spirit of delay in your life. On CD number three, it's time for personal victory. You will learn how to rise up and take your kingdom inheritance. Tips for keeping and guarding what the Lord has entrusted to you. At the end of every audio CD, Rebecca offers powerful prayers for you. Prayers for activation of warrior spirits. Prayers for you to become a glory carrier. Prayers to break word curses, wrongful judgments, breaking off spirits of infirmity, slumber, apathy, and regret, and to activate the spiritual gifts within you. You will also receive this bonus Glory Warfare Prophetic Promise Bookmark that will help remind you that God's glory presence is shining upon you and flowing through you. Don't miss out on getting Rebecca Greenwood's brand new book, Glory Warfare, and her anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Glory Warfare Strategies, plus her Glory Warfare Prophetic Promise Bookmark. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience, yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9586. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9586 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm here with Becca Greenwood, and we are having a wonderful time. Becca, you were telling me in the break that you were just in Indiana teaching this message. What happened? Oh, it was so awesome, Donna. I, I, you know, God's just so amazing, and we believe in healing, and we'll pray for healing. And But this was like an unexpected surprise that has started unfolding now when I'm teaching this message. I opened up talking about the glory, and people that were there just attending in their seats while I was talking about the glory and that God anoints us in that glory realm for victory, you know, that we're fighting from victory, we get breakthrough, people were getting healed. There was one lady, her face was paralyzed. She's on the very back row, and I could barely see her, but I I could tell that she was weeping. God was touching her, and another gentleman was healed of uh, 25 years of back pain just sitting in the room while we were talking about the glory. Yes. And, you know, Right before we went to break, I said that that we can use these same strategies in our personal lives, too. Tell me about the neighbor that you were praying for. Yeah, we had really um, been praying for our neighborhood, and I've been praying for the lost mothers in our neighborhood. 
And there was one mother whom I really prayed for daily. I could just, you know, the Lord really had burdened my heart for her. And there, one day I was at home, and there was a, the doorbell rang, and I went to the door, and it was her. And she said, Becca, I need a miracle. You're a Christian, right? <laughs> and I said, well, yes. And she said, can I come in? And I said, sure. And she said, my husband left, left me last night and is filing for divorce. Can we pray for a miracle? And so I said, sure, and I grabbed her hands, and I was a lot younger in my faith, and um, and so I began to pray for her, and out of my mouth came w- these words, Lord, I thank you that you are going to heal the wounds in this marriage, and she stopped me, and she said, I don't think prayer and God can work to heal these hurts and wounds, and out of my mouth came this prophetic response And I said, no wound or hurt is too big for God to heal. If he can create the universe in one spoken word, he can heal the wounds in your heart and in your husband's heart. And our faith level just went, whoo. And so I began to pray and ask the Lord to restore her marriage. And over the next few months, I prayed differently in my prayer closet than I did in front of her because this she really wasn't, you know, a believer yet. She had attended church, but she wasn't a believer. And so uh, in my prayer closet, I wore the Lord literally in that realm of, him, of that throne room, that glory realm throne room with him. He literally began to tell me to break off covenant breaking, to break off adultery, to break off all assignments and generational curses. So I just began to pray and I began to wore out in in what the Lord was uh, directing me to do when I was in that throne room with him, and I broke that lie that the wound was too deep to be healed. And one evening we passed each other driving up and down the street, and she rolled down her car window, keep praying, it's working. (laughs) I said, okay. And (laughs) Nice, that's great. A little bit of time passed, and and she actually came uh, to the city pool. When you live in Houston, you take your kids swimming in the summertime because it's too hot to do anything else. And she showed up with her children, and she ran to me so excited, Becca, I'm so excited I was going to come over. My husband returned home last night, tore up the divorce papers. We've called the pastor down the, ch- the street. We are now going to church. We are now going to marriage counseling, and we're going to get our lives right with the Lord. And I'm like, woo! And then another two months passed, and she knocked on the door, and she said, Becca, I need another miracle. And I said, okay. And she said, do you believe that people can be oppressed by demons? <laughs> I was like, these are not normal questions at your front door. And I said, well, why are you asking? She said, I I have a demon. I know that it's come down generationally, down my family bloodline. And I mentioned it to the pastor, and he said, you need to go to somebody who does that, who specializes in that. And your name came to mind because you prayed and our marriage got restored. Can you pray for me and see me set free from that demon? I think this will help our marriage. I said, absolutely. Took her back to my master bedroom and prayed for her, and she got totally set free, and that family was healed and restored. So, woo, and we've seen even people with businesses, our dear friends, the Harpers, and they have a concrete uh, business, and they had gone almost bankrupt, lost all of their money, and they were trying to start the business up again, and the Lord spoke to them about a stronghold of insolvency and a stronghold even in that land that was holding back fruitfulness for their business. And when the Lord spoke that, she and a team of other people went, and they prayed there on that land, and they broke the power of that insolvency and that poverty, and they broke the power 
of that principality that had gripped that region and that land with poverty. And as soon as they did, their business began to flourish. Not only that, these are very dear friends. They've opened up a second location. Now they were opening up a third location, and they have become the lead in the industry in Arizona of what they do. Yes. So God wants us to get those strategies from the throne room. We hear them from him. We pray in agreement, and we see breakthrough come. And I love that the examples that you're giving in these wonderful testimonies, they're they're personal, they're business, they're nations, they're our our communities. It just, it's, it's a strategy that works with any kind of a stronghold when you need any kind of a breakthrough, whether it be in your personal life or in your nation, in your country, whatever. So that is so, so powerful. And I, I love the phrase that you use, possess your gates of influence. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the Lord, when he gave me that, I'm giggling because I kept saying, Lord, what do I title this chapter? What do I title? He said, possess your gates of influence. And I so loved that. So every time I hear someone else say it, it makes me giggle with joy too. <laughs> God's so amazing. You know, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and I love this because what does it mean to possess? And when we look up the word possess, that Hebrew word for possess, it literally means to be an heir. It means to take as an inheritance. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that again. Take as an inheritance. This victory that we have that's already been won is our inheritance. And I want all the listeners, all of our friends to hear that. This is your inheritance. It is your inheritance. And when we have the right to possess, we we have this as an inheritance, and it means we can dispossess, we can drive out, we can conquer, (laughs) and we can take possession. And what results is rest and blessing that will come into our lives, into the land. And, you know, think about Moses and Joshua. I so love this example from Scripture. And when Moses passed away, you know, Joshua had, had the privilege when Moses was, lead, was leading the children of Israel through the wilderness. He would go into that tent of meeting to meet with the Lord face to face, and the glory cloud would cover the entrance. And so Joshua was invited to go into that place with Moses. When Moses had to leave, Joshua got to stay. So for 40 years, Joshua met with Jesus in glory encounters, our Heavenly Father, face-to-face as a friend. And when it came time for Joshua to go in and to possess what was already promised, their promised land, he was able to mobilize a generation to say, we're going to go in. And he went in, he warred, he contended, he possessed, and the land experienced rest. Why was Joshua so able to do that? Because of all the glory encounters with the Lord imparting to him, Joshua, you're the one that will go in and possess that land. Yes. Because in those glory encounters, you know that you know the Lord was speaking to him about it. Right. And that was in the Old Testament, but even in the New, in the New Testament, the apostles yes. possessed lands. The apostles possessed lands, and there's so many stories in the book of Acts, and just briefly, you know, talking about Ephesus, right? When we read about the story that occurred in Ephesus, and, you know, magic was really the big business in Ephesus, and they were doing spells and charms and amulets, and they worshipped Artemis, and this is found in Acts 19. I forgot to say that at the beginning, so, but they worshipped demon gods, witchcraft. I mean, this was the culture 
but Paul came in and the kingdom of God started to expand and was making an inroad. And what happened is this whole occult structure of witchcraft, you know, took a huge blow because what happened with the apostles' presence, it led to a power confrontation against a demonic stronghold. We're all familiar with the seven sons of Sceva, and that demon manifested and said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? Think about this, a botched deliverance literally with a demon manifesting, saying who he knew and who he didn't know. And what happens to that seven sons of Sceva, literally through that region, because Paul had already been ministering, God's presence had been moving. Everyone's like, wow, Mm you don't need to do this witchcraft anymore. It really, Jesus really is the way and the truth and the life. And he is who Paul is saying that he is. So they gathered together, took all of their witchcraft occult paraphernalia, threw it into a bonfire, which would now equal $7 million. (laughs) Wow. What began to happen is then it affected the worship of Artemis, the goddess that they were worshiping. And, you know, and, and we, we all are praying for our economy, right? And in this, you know, the markets got spooked and anxious and it spilled over into acts of violence. But what happened was when they took authority over those demons and principalities, it literally prompted a multi-million dollar disruption in the magic trade, which threatened Artemis, and it affected the idol market, but the whole entire spiritual atmosphere of a city began to transform. And if you keep reading about the history of Ephesus, even beyond this, they experienced an incredible harvest and move of God in that city for many, 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 many yes. years. And I think we need to be reminded sometimes, Becca, that that we have this same authority and you're teaching us how to use it. Yes, we have that same authority, and that, and we have the same Holy Spirit that Paul did. We have the same Holy Spirit that we read about the apostles did, and we have that authority. And this is what I tell people. You know, the Lord tells us in Luke ten nineteen, Behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means injure you. And then it goes on to say, Don't rejoice in this fact, but that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And so we're rejoicing in that in intimacy with the Lord. And as we are, and he gives us those assignments, those, uh, that authority is then imparted to us. And this is something I tell people, authority always trumps power. And the enemy might look like he's Ooh, got that's power. good. And he does. He has some power when man partners with him and sins repeatedly. Yes. But authority always trumps power. And Jesus has all authority, and he has all power. And when we encounter him in that glory realm, all uh, that power and authority, it's already ours because we're heirs and co-heirs. Yes. We begin to understand it. It comes alive in us. And we begin to see when we step out in faith on the assignments that we know he has spoken to us, then we would speak out in agreement, just like all these examples that we've said. We will see his kingdom authority realized, and we'll see great breakthrough come. The enemy has done a good job in our culture. I'm not glorifying him, but he's done a good job in our culture trying to convince people that he is God's equal or he is more powerful. He can never, ever, 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 ever 
be as have the same power as our Lord. And his judgment has already been rendered. We're just waiting for the final sentencing. And this is the part that I love, Donna. We, as sons and daughters in the kingdom of God, are partnering with Jesus and the victory he's already secured and appropriating those victories. And we're turning cities upside down for the kingdom of God. We're seeing God move in spheres like businesses and families yes. and land yes. and nations with great breakthrough. Ooh, that is true. And you know what? I have never heard anyone say that before, Becca, that phrase, authority always trumps power. That's going to be one of those that I write out and I tape on my wall. <laughs> so, God. <laughs> and you can see my little wall. I've got things taped on my wall. But I think I, I, I haven't personally heard that before. So that will be one of those that I will want to remind myself of over and over. And I know everyone listening is probably just like me. They could sit and listen to you talk about this message for a lot longer. But unfortunately, we are going to have to go in just a moment. But, Becca, I I just wish you would, in that authority, pray for our listeners to encounter God in his glory and then also to receive revelation strategies and, and breakthrough in their lives today. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, for all of our friends that are... Uh, with us in this broadcast today and on all of our guests, as we were saying earlier. Lord, I just thank you even now, Lord, that uh, for these glory encounters, Lord, I just release an impartation now. I'm just seeing even right now, Donna, prophetically, uh, over some that are listening, where there has been weariness, where there has, where they're battle-weary, Right now, I break off all weariness. I break off where all of these uh, leaders or intercessors are battle-weary or believers, and I cancel that assignment now in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you for glory encounters with you. Lord, that they will be able to ascend into that throne room. They will ascend beyond the veil into your presence. And, oh, Lord, as they ascend and they encounter you face-to-face, Lord, as they encounter you face-to-face and their spiritual eyes are opened and their spiritual ears are hearing, Lord, I thank you for the strategies that you will speak to them for assignments you are entrusting to them and assignments, Lord, that you are giving them that they will see victory. Yes. So, Lord, I just thank you now, even uh, where faith has waned, hope deferred, I break those assignments. And, Lord, I release even this impartation, Lord, of expectancy, of hope, yes, of yes. joy. Lord, even that vision that you gave me at the end of the book, that the army is marching in step and cadence, Lord, that there's, they're awakened, and Lord, that they're waiting for the, the word to be shouted from you, our commander-in-chief, to advance and possess. And Lord, that joy, 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 joy is being restored, and I release that now, Lord, that joy will be restored in the midst of moving forward and advancing with you, and Lord, that they will hear and they will see. Even as I'm praying, some of you are feeling on you now. You're just sensing and feeling on you now a weight, and, and, and Lord, I just thank you now. I just keep hearing that. 
that people's spiritual sight, their eyes are being opened and their ears are being renewed to hear again. And Lord, we thank you for face-to-face glory encounters with you beyond the veil and strategies that will birth revival, strategies that will birth breakthrough, strategies that will see families saved, prodigals returned, strategies to see businesses birthed, businesses turned around, some even listening, strategies for cities and for nations. Lord, I speak a blessing over these prophetic warriors. Lord, I speak a blessing over these glory carriers, these glory anointed warriors. Lord, that they will be used to see your kingdom made known in the earth. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. Well, I know that you are glad that you tuned in today. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, what a great time we've had with Becca Greenwood. Thank you all for joining us and for listening, and be sure to join us next time. And now here's Sid to tell you how you can get Becca's brand new book, Glory Warfare, and her exclusive teaching series. Sid? Many believe there's a difference between encountering God's glory realm and engaging in spiritual warfare. But Rebecca Greenwood says that God has caused us to experience both in the glory, spiritual warfare, and answers to prayer. They're easy. You can get Rebecca's brand new book, Glory Warfare, and her exclusive three CD teaching series, Glory Warfare Strategies. Messages include Enter the Glory Realm, Enrolled in the Most Prophetic Army in the Universe, And third, engaging personal victory. Plus, absolutely free, her Glory Warfare Prophetic Promise bookmark, all for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website, at SidRoth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9586. That's offer number 9586.